0: So if you're interested, go out to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, everybody, and welcome to, I believe, this is the fifth episode of Scream Creeps, where this week uh, we actually watched the movie Annabelle Comes Home, which chronologically, as you get at this point, if you've been listening to our podcast, is the fifth um, chronologically in the Conjuring universe. Uh, it was a year after The Conjuring, Uh, The Conjuring was in 1971, I believe, and this one actually started, you know, it was based in 1972. Um, We're going to go ahead and just, like we've done in the previous podcast, and just kind of spitball our thoughts about the movies. Um, My first thoughts, and I'll tell you this, I was actually quite surprised by how... (laughs) how much better this movie was was than I thought it was gonna be as we watched the first two Annabelles you know we've got Annabelle creation uh, Annabelle the expectations for this one were quite low and I don't know if I'm speaking for everybody else but for me it was
1: quite low and I know oh yeah I thought it was gonna be a dumpster fire at, like, the whole time because of the first Annabelle movie. And then I was pleasantly surprised. (laughs) Now, I know Aaron didn't watch. I don't think Aaron,
0: you didn't watch Annabelle with us, but you did watch or Annabelle creation, but you did watch Annabelle. I think that was your first one that you watched with us, right? So (laughs) so, I can imagine your thoughts going into this one. were not very good either, but I don't even know what your opinion was on this one, but.
1: Oh, um, I don't know if I can hear Aaron. I can hear him talking, but. Did we lose him again? Yeah, maybe. He's connected. No, I can't but... hear him. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's saying something. I think he's working stuff around. Okay.
2: I thought this was uh, better than The Conjurer. It,
1: it, yeah, yeah, I definitely think that it was number one, the best film so far, to me. But I mean, and that's saying something for The Nun because I enjoyed The Nun. Yeah, I don't think Aaron can still hear. I'm like, we can still hear him. Yeah, we'll circle back with Aaron in a second, but we can keep
0: talking on our own. (laughs) I'll circle circle back
3: and and ask him the same thing.
1: Uh, No, we cannot, Aaron. That's super lame. I mean, he might as well probably drop out and then drop back in again. He just did drop down. Yeah, that's what I figured, yeah. But uh, what's it called? Yeah, um, like, and we were talking about this yesterday, how it was like the dude that did it, one and two, like did the writing for it, and then what was the other one? It was a few other movies, so I was like, oh, that makes sense. Why everything? Like because we, I was talking about how. All right. sorry it was kind of like yeah, Aaron's fixed now. <laughs> yeah. Am I done? Yeah. Am I in? Yeah. You, good, right, you are. Good. Man,
3: I don't know what happened. I, I guess I tried to like, I was cleaning my AirPods, and I guess they connected, and then my headphones stopped working, and then I tried to turn off the headphone. It was just a cluster
1: Anyway,
3: yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. It, was anyone else disappointed that it was so good? way <laughs> that like you wanted it to be bad so that you can just like kind of oh yeah it so we for can the podcast. It the yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but it was actually
1: i thought it was good well yeah that's why i, I honestly honestly thought it was the best one out of all of them honestly, yeah so far and like it's by far my favorite one
0: yeah it was shocking like i said you know it started off with the way um me and josh talked about it Uh, Well, Joe did, too, but he wasn't talking as much, I think, as we were. But the cinematography in this movie started it off. I mean, it wasn't even just the the straight story. It was really how it was filmed.
1: Yeah, like, Uh -uh. even off of, like, one of the first scenes once they got into the house or whatever, when they were, uh, like, that was the main thing that I saw was, like, they did a, a shot where they were going into the bedroom... Or into the like the front uh window of the house where Judy was, and they do a tracking shot where they go inside of the room, like inside of the window, and then pulls the camera around. I just loved how that was like the, just subtle shit where it just kind of like you. It was like they were just you were just part of the audience type of shit. And that's how it was throughout the whole thing where like the ferryman's eyes and shit throughout it, like doing the little scares for it, like everything was like super subtle. It wasn't like straight in your face. I think that's one thing that I enjoyed about it the most was that it wasn't like, hey, here's a bunch of jump scares that you see in Annabelle. And all the other ones where it was like a bunch of jump scares. This was like very subtle shit where it actually try to and they I, were act- trying the, to scare the only thing that this well
3: that I, I was distracted by was the amount of smoke that they used. Yeah, like, there's a lot of was, smoking. It is. just kinda of took you out of like the the realm of possibility. Like if it, it let's say the first instance where I saw it happen was where they got stranded in the middle of the road, and he had to get out of the car to fix it. It was just smoke, fucking everywhere, and you can tell it was a fucking fog machine.
1: Oh, it was yeah. like
3: they were trying to get this haunted mansion type of fog going. Oh
0: yeah, you're talking about at the the cemetery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I
3: mean, I understand why they did it, but it was like, was it completely necessary? Which I yeah. don't, I don't believe it was. <clears throat> and did you did you notice the? the jump scare they tried to like tried to make you think was going to happen but didn't happen like uh, which one where she had the map on the window
1: and oh, she was oh, like yeah, and then the she time. like brought yeah. it
3: down and then you're like ooh there was going to oh <laughs>
1: <laughs> there
3: there were quite a bit of
0: those i thought yeah i think they did the,
1: yeah. that quite a lot in the movie
0: Well, the one thing that surprised me and like i was telling Josh last night too was that um so I could tell that my uh, and it doesn't typically happen very often, but I could tell that I was my heart rate was a little increased than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, not you know, and this one, as we talked about before, I can normally kind of pinpoint when stuff's going to happen. But the way this one went, I you could tell, but you couldn't. Yeah, it's like is something going to happen right now? And then, like you said. They they kind of free, messed you up with thinking something was going to happen, and then it didn't. Well, it wasn't so that it messed it messed, you, it messed
3: of, you up. It was like you were anticipating that, and it just got yeah. you to a point to where you were like, "Oh, it might happen now," but then it doesn't. So, and then it ramped yeah.
0: up completely when they started the near the end with the yeah. with the climax and too, I was with surprised the ferryman part and yeah, and I was and surprised the, and the bride that I had and a knew.
1: jump scare in this bitch where I actually jumped. A little bit, and and it was mostly the I think it was the bride at one point, or one of the like the characters at one point just popped out of nowhere, and that's like the main one that jolted me a little bit. <laughs> that was well, like the, the main part one. that jolted you the part where the bride puked in her mouth? Well, that, uh, that always grosses me out, but it was you no, know, because that hand was where up. she jumped out. The Which part of that of movie nowhere.
3: last night was the really good jump scare? I'm asking Karina because a jump scare where it was like
1: yeah, ah.
3: like it made it made you jump.
1: Oh, the main one I for know. me, like I forgot which,
3: which what part it was. I guess when Danielle was in the room. Danielle was in the room. Yeah, all the parts she was in the room. When oh, when she was in the ferryman room. Or... No, I think it was around the TV part. Oh like when the yeah! TV okay, was yeah. Anticipating things happening, and then yeah, which I thought that was pretty cool. Showed actually.
1: her covered in blood and shit. But yeah. knowing that we're talking about the Daniela chick, holy shit, she was a fucking moron in this damn movie. No, well, so, <laughs> yeah, <I'm so laughs> yeah, she was fucking stupid. She made it to the end of this damn movie with all, right, all the I, stupid decisions she did. All I have to say to that is,
3: if you imagine being like, let's say it's one of us in reality. And we think all of this is bullshit. And then you're going to snoop and do all this stuff. And you don't think any of these artifacts are real. And then, so she's kind of fucking herself throughout this entire event. That's practically what she did. She was a dumb kid.
1: I agree. I I mentioned it too. And I was like, uh, because I was like, oh yeah, you could chalk it up to being like, oh yeah, I think all this is bullshit. You know, ha 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 fucking prodding the bear and shit but like i was telling them when we were watching it i was like i don't fucking do that shit i don't fucking expect um no if i get here that there, there's bad juju when it comes to fucking shit in there like even if i believe it or not i'm not gonna fuck with it just so i am safe do you do you know what i uh, do you know why
3: i think that is is because when we were young and we lived in California, we did that bloody Mary shit in the bathroom. And I think it was oh, yeah. Donald and Jeremy were outside like banging. Yeah, they were the up on windows. the roof and shit. Yes. yes. <laughs> and if anybody listens to this, I'm talking about this motherfucker on this podcast is sixteen years old, banging on the windows with two little fucking kids inside. Like, ooh, Actually, yeah, this, <laughs> like three of us. At the him time, and his dumb still. friend. Like, oh, 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 this will be so funny. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, it scared the shit out of us.
0: The funny thing is, is I don't even remember doing that. The yeah. The funny thing is, it. is
2: that's what brothers do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't
1: <laughs> and that's not even like that. That's not bad. Do you remember
2: the time that um, I we did that at your house to Frank, and he like
3: flipped his shit? Yeah, that how at whose
1: house?
2: Y'all's house when you lived in uh, Paquito Bayou. I mean, who's Frank?
1: <laughs> Probably so, he was a we friend went to school with, I guess, or something.
2: Uh, Steven and I went to oh, school okay. with. I
1: was about to say, I was like, I don't
3: know. Josh <laughs> or
0: Joe remembers everything, uh, Aaron. One thing you'll. <laughs> dude, I
1: don't, I don't remember this
3: from back then. Like, <laughs> I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember damn uh, bloody what was it bloody Mary in the bathroom though. No? I remember that and getting abducted in, in SeaWorld. Yeah. Or well, almost yeah. being abducted in SeaWorld. Yeah. Let me get that straight. I got lost in SeaWorld people. Yeah. I didn't get yeah. abducted. Like all of us were yeah. around. I was I was not We butt just rated. got lost for like Yeah, the I whole remember
0: time. looking for you that day. That was quite interesting in a big place like a theme park. Yeah, yeah.
3: I remember going up to this dude. Luckily, it was somebody that worked there. Like, and I can be like, I can't find my dad. Anyway, th- th- I'm not, it's not life story <laughs> time. It's it's new <laughs> <out of> time. <laughs> pitching,
2: pitching this next uh, Annabelle movie. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: um, I actually thought this was way better than The Conjuring. Danielle was like following step by step horror movie tropes that usually get you killed the only thing yeah the only thing she didn't do is have sex and show her tits i think that would have been the end of it if she did those two things she did everything but that
0: yeah one of the most interesting parts to me i don't know to me which you don't typically see and it's funny that this these movies have tended to do that um Again, nobody died. Yeah, I was one. about
3: to say, has but anyone died by Annabelle's hand? Uh, uh, I think other than the, no, the, black, lady the, the, the black lady that committed
1: suicide. did. Yeah. yeah, she committed but suicide. She killed herself, she
3: did, but... really.
0: But um, but the biggest thing, like in this one, was when, if you remember, Daniela got stabbed, or she thought she got stabbed by the nun right before she got puked on. Yeah. Or yeah, puked like, before you know. she got taken <laughs>
1: over, and so oh, I, there
0: was I Oh, I sorry. honestly thought she was gonna get killed at that point. I thought that was oh, here's finally. the because the, yeah, Someone finally died. here's the payoff. Yeah, the <laughs> only other one that there there was a death was in the first Annabelle movie. The dad died.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, and I mean, then there like, uh, was who killed him. The most of the kills that the demon did. The demon did. No, no, okay. But see, but see, like Annabelle,
0: they did a, That's the other thing about this movie. They did a real good job in this one of explaining that Annabelle's a conduit. Like, she's not, like, anything. Yeah. Like, she's, like, literally. So, when uh, she basically came out, she basically brought all the demons out because Daniela touched them all. Yeah. You know, she touched everything in the room. So, then all of them came out. and.
3: I thought that so was a cool concept. That's,
1: yeah, that's why. Yeah, you know, that made the Annabelle thing like so much better. Now that it wasn't just
3: well, it um, wasn't just Saul Annabelle trying it was to all
1: take of them. souls and shit. Yeah, it was like all of them at the same time. And let me. Tell I you, honestly, the fucking think... ferrymen were so damn tight in this damn movie. I loved like the part where like the, like when she was in the room when there was like four or five of them in there. And then she was trying to get Annabelle from the clutches of the girl that they said the, the baby wait. You, like. You keep
3: saying the ferryman, but I thought the ferryman was the one guy you saw that looked dead. And then all the oh, other yeah, people were was, the, the like people several, that he took.
1: They were the, his like, Yeah. yeah, yeah just, the yeah. Other... I was just broadly basing it, like calling them all that. <coughs> Mostly because they could see all of them. But anyway... Like, when she was getting Annabelle, where there was a scene... And like, I mean, they were doing it throughout the whole thing where it was showing just the the metal coins for eyes thing where she kept on seeing the shit. And, like, seeing the fear of, like, her raising the, the flashlight at it and then all of a sudden the coins dropped. I thought it was super tight. Same with the whole scene going down the thing. And then there was one behind her and then you just see just an arm just going out of nowhere where you just barely glance it and I was like dude that's like super good for a horror movie because you and you and you just know that they're there right and you know that they're there but then you're just like fuck you could barely see them so it grows the fear a little bit more well, and that's what I thought that they did excellent at. What were you movie. saying Joe? You were about to say something but.
2: I was agreeing with you they were they were the victim's Oh the, no! no uh, the, the coolest before part
3: that you were you were about to say something, and then Josh went off.
2: I can't remember what it was. Uh, now I um, the one thing I did like about the ferryman though is when she saw him, and then she shined her light, and he disappeared, and then the coins dropped. Oh, that was the best
0: part of that whole part. I thought. Yeah, that, that was like the best part. Like was, where that victim or the ferryman was hanging from the doorway. Yeah, and and he she shined the the flashlight up, and then everything went away, and the coins dropped on the ground. That was probably one of the best film scenes.
2: That was probably the coolest part. Yeah. I Because I've only seen two of the movies in this series, and I guess I'll see the next ones as a premiere on HBO Max. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, which is how we did
3: I, I don't know, man. The One part that really was cool to me was the shadow part. When she wakes up, and Annabelle like... I guess she threw Annabelle or something like that, or got scared, and then the the light fell over, and it was the rolling light, with red, blue, and every time it changed, it changed which shadow it was. It was Annabelle at first, then the bride, then the demon. It was. I thought that shit was pretty cool.
1: That was pretty. And that's what I was talking about with Jeremy too. Was like I was talking about the some of the colors that they were doing for the the scenes. The cinematography was awesome in this movie because like they you could tell that the dude that was directing it or whatever kind of like took notes from Dario Argento's films because uh, what's it called one of the main ones that Dario Argento directed was uh, Suspiria and it's like it's heavy on like the pink and the purples and uh, reds and shit in the movie and like you see that in certain scenes especially like with the light where they're showing Annabelle and shit like, you see, like, the different colored lights and stuff, and that's why I thought that was cool, too. It's like, you see subtle touches throughout everything to see, like, about old horror compared to new horror now, and that's one thing that I enjoyed a lot about it. Like...
2: I think they did... I think he took his, his... I think what why they did that is because Dario Argento, it was big for making horror in the 70s and 80s, and since this took place in that time period, they used
3: that same it, oh, it yeah. is that aesthetic. That aesthetic. For and it. I'm
2: not I'm not saying, yeah, because like I've been watching this YouTuber called the Horror Geek, and he's been talking a lot about David Argento films. Because uh, you know David Argento did stuff in the United States, but a lot of his horror is actually from Italy. Oh yeah, you mean Dario, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, Dario. Dar-
2: yeah. It's oh, pronouncing it, Who
0: the hell's David?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dario yeah, um, Argento is mostly, you know, he's some. In...
1: Yeah, I think they called him like the godfather of horror or something like that, or Italian horror or some shit at one point. Yeah, or something he Because he also. like he, he broke the boundaries when it came to horror movies a lot, like back in the day.
2: Did a lot of. uh did a lot of exploitation films too back in the
1: day as well Mm
3: -hmm. man I I just Um, keep trying to think like what what if you were were let's say 12 to 16 years old and you watched this movie like how much much scarier would it be then compared to now like we grew up uh, on Friday the 13th and stuff like that it was its own type but I mean this just feels different than than those horror oh, films. It does. So, yeah. I
0: was, that's what I was talking to Josh about last night. I think I mentioned it. That
3: um, I remember growing
0: up, Exorcist was scary to me. But uh, if you the, watch, I mean, it, yeah. if you wa- if if you watch it today though, it's not at yeah. all.
1: No, and, like there's a, like, and like <laughs> I was, t- I'm talking about. I think The Exorcist was somebody where like I didn't watch it for the longest time, and then I watched it when I was like. 25 or some shit I was like finally watched it and then I was like this movie's kind of lame and I was like how are people throwing up in the theaters and all this shit going crazy and then I was like "That if anything it's probably because I watched were like movies that were pretty much directly correlated from The Exorcist right like they took stuff from The Exorcist and they made their own movies like Nightmare on Elm Street is by far still one of the scariest movies that I've seen. That like the Creep original Joe. nightmare. Well, that's the original nightmare film is still pretty that, scary. That's what I'm saying certain films, I still get that uh, like kind of chills from it, no matter how many times I've seen it. You know, really, and Nightmare
3: like, on Elm Street does that for you. I, I nah, like I, I haven't seen it in a long
1: time. I mean, if I watch it again, it might be different. But I'm just saying, like, it still kind of get like. Uh, it brings me back to it but i'm i'm saying like if i would have probably watched exorcist earlier when i was younger it would have probably had like a different correlation to me but knowing that i watched other movies that i thought were scarier than that one it kind of just was like eh, it's kind of (laughs) disappointing
2: i grew up watching all that stuff because my mom was big in the horror films so i grew up watching um I grew up watching the teen slasher flicks of the '80s, like Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween, Sleepaway Camp, Exorcist, The Omen, and stuff like that. So, like, yeah,
1: I watched a I will lot say- of them. I think the only one that I didn't really watch was The Exorcist. Really, the main one.
2: I think the thing was for me is that horror was different back yeah. then, whereas whereas you couldn't show as much uh, the gore and a lot of films, there were, you know, there's lots more censorship yeah, when it came oh, yeah. to like what you couldn't, what you could and couldn't show. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because now it's all blood and guts and everything, what people want to do now is just jump scares and gore fast, even when there doesn't need to be. And I think in a lot of movies lose the art of suspense in horror that nowadays, whereas this film, I think, was the opposite. Yeah, it had a little bit of glore um, but it wasn't overdone.
1: Yeah, I don't think it and had it, a little bit, it, just the blood part. Yeah, and just the part scene. where she was covered in blood and then the vomiting in her mouth thing. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't even call that, horror. 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 Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't either. Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm saying. I wouldn't consider all that. I'm just talking about like any technically type blood was
2: like. <laughs> technically it's gore but like it's not a lot but the b- the best thing about this movie is that they they did a lot to build the suspense and that's what I really liked about it because I was saying last night the reason I don't watch a lot of modern horror is because it's all this PG-13 crap where it's all jump scares and there's no, there's no slow build There's to no real
1: weight to it yeah i yeah, part yeah, of that because really, of the
0: fact that they're trying to sell tickets I mean, so oh, yeah. so they, they bring the demographic down to where they get these little teeny boppers in the theater, you know, scared out of their minds, you know, because they're not as used to this stuff as, you know, we are 43-year-old yeah. me is, and, you know, pretty much the 40-year-olds in the room besides Aaron and Josh. Josh, you're almost there. Yeah,
1: I? I'm almost there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. And like, cause you know, we grew up on horror. I think there was less jump scares back then in the 80s, at least, you know, retrospectively. I mean, they were still there. That's because they're horror tropes, you know. And it, and like, if you look at stuff like night, not nightmare, I'm sorry, like Friday the 13th, but there was still some sp- suspense with the music. Like, when was Jason gonna show up? You know, they, they kind of like, well, you knew when get, the music showed up you well, did, but then it's so This
0: one, like I thought, that was cool too. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Joe. But I, the the part when Annabelle was out of the the glass thing, and you could hear the the, the case, and you could hear the mu- or the rumblings in the background. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but then it got eerily yeah. quiet when she was shut in the thing alone, like there was no movement, no sound, no yeah. nothing. And I think that they was, made
1: that was even they a made, big part of it yeah definitely they, i love the music and shit and like how um, like subtle the touches were for most of the shit where it's like at, at a couple of parts there was just pure silence and then all of a sudden whenever something happened that's when the music came in i was like that's dope not a lot of like directors do their movies like that anymore
2: the music in this film was very effective it felt like it served a purpose and just wasn't there for just to be there. And so it, like with the ominous sounds when Annabelle was, you know, falling out of the case and when, even when they opened it and stuff like that, that was pretty cool. So the if, way they, oh well, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, you're fine. Sorry. I had to on too. Um, just kind of like the way they built up the, you, I think Aaron was a little bit right with the fog. Like it did increase some of the scenes, but in some scenes it was like, all right, bra, open a window. Because it seemed like every time a demon was gonna show up, that's when the fog was yeah, coming in. I mean, like it, when they first
3: just, just kind of took away from it because it was like you knew that it was this ominous thing around. So like if it just like, came the only, out.
2: Then... the one thing the only time I really, really liked it was um when the bride was walking around upstairs. And she was coming after Judy. There was fog then? I think there was a little bit of haze, yeah.
3: Cause I I know the part that I only liked and it Remember made sense Remember she had the crazy walking during that part. Yeah. The the part oh. that made sense for the fog was Bob. And I just wanna say uh Bob was cool as fuck. Okay? I like Bob. Saving <laughs> saving the little girl, like the werewolf comes after him. Bob's got, like, balls. Bob did, yeah. Bob's got balls, but, but uh,
2: yeah. And even the dad was like, Bob's got yeah. balls.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so you remember when he he hits the werewolf with the guitar, right? And then it poofs into smoke. Like then yeah. it made Bob sense was- for yeah. the smoke because it was it wasn't that it was a werewolf; it was that it was you know made of the smoke. So I mean. I don't know, but it it was just too much at times. So, anyway.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, but also at the same time, it's like, <coughs> sorry, but uh, if that's the only damn drawback, there's, I mean, there's like a couple of nitpicky things, really. I mean, mainly it's Daniela, how stupid she was, but. I wouldn't say that. If a those were the problems, problems,
3: you wouldn't have a movie. You needed, yeah, this otherwise, they wouldn't
1: have done anything with a movie. Yeah, like. But uh, that's why I'm saying like it's just nitpicky stuff, yeah. really. Oh, yeah. But like, other than that, I was just pleasantly surprised, and I was like, when we were halfway in, I was like, dude, I should buy this movie. <laughs> I was just like, I enjoyed it a lot better than I thought it why, was going. Why like, would going you going buy to. it? You have had a lot of Max.
3: Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, I know, but I'm j- I'm just mean like I might rewatch it again just because of, like how well it was made yeah. and shit. So one like, interesting like- thing I wanted to point out, I know Josh had mentioned uh,
0: it and stuff like that. So Doberman, Gary Dobberman the guy that actually directed this one, he wrote Annabelle Annabelle Creation, as Josh said. It. He also wrote the Nun. And the curse of uh, he did not write the curse of La La Rona, which is the next what? one we'll actually be watching. But his he also wrote it chapter two and he oh. wrote this movie, but this is his directorial debut. The next movie He did a good Yeah, job. so the next movie he's actually um directing is uh Salem's Lot. Well, oh, they're remaking yeah, Salem's Lot? Yeah. So so that it could be interesting what
1: um Comes out of that, so (laughs) yeah. It seems like they're remaking a lot of Stephen King's uh, novels and stuff. I think they're doing remaking The Stand too. Yeah. So uh, Doberman's directing and James Wan is producing. So well, then that makes sense with James Wan. It seems like anything conjuring based is like and James Wan's being attached to. the
2: The interesting thing about this was that it was a. uh, This was this was more of a a fictional story for, for uh, something that was based on real people. Yeah. Because, like we discussed last time, the Warrens are real. Um, this was probably more of a Hollywood story around them, whereas, you know, The Conjuring was based on their diaries as probably the Conj- maybe The Conjuring 2 was as well. But the Enemyville Horror was based on the book, the Amityville and the Warrens were a part of that. Pardon me. Hiccup were a part of that as well.
0: Well, yeah, but like I said with this one, the, the nice part was the, they, the whole conduit thing was kind of the piece that I liked about this one. So, and I, and the fact that we've watched them, Josh pointed this out last night, this was, this has been a perfect way to watch these movies because it's for the, by the timeline, because it's, Kind of explained stuff as you're watching it. So, like when we and watch... if
1: you're not, yeah, and if you're not watching like Annabelle or whatever, you don't like pick up the Miss Me notes because I don't think they really mention them in the Conjuring thing. I mean, maybe they did like a one-off thing a little bit at one point, but it's like the tugging on the the bed thing that they did in this movie, like where they tugged at uh, Judy's leg or whatever again. And and certain subtle things that you see in this movie where if you didn't watch them in chronological order, you would not have, like, picked up the same shit. Like, you would have been like, oh, okay, it was just regular stuff, but then you would see them in the other movies and be like, oh, so that makes sense.
0: Yeah, so, like, Aaron, you didn't see, you saw Annabelle, right? Yeah. But you didn't see Annabelle Creation. So you wouldn't know, like, where the little girl came from.
3: Yeah, no, I should probably go back and watch it. Yeah,
0: so, and the, nun, like, if you go back and watch, because you only missed two, right? Because you, it was the Nun and Annabelle's first two, yeah. So, you'll see in the Nun how it ties into The Conjuring, if you watch that, because the end scene ties into them. And then Annabelle Creation, you watch that, and you'll start to pick things up, what you saw in Annabelle, and this one it'll tie it all together kind of um same thing with joe joe's missed more than aaron but uh since joe came along for conjuring right you weren't even here for the he, other annabelle movies
2: no i i just came, <laughs> i started with the last movie
3: he, he knew the shaman was out of the way so he figured he'd join yeah that, that was probably <laughs> I, I remember
0: aaron said with the first annabelle i think that was his first one he's like, really. You guys have me join on the worst one No, And I'm
2: yeah. (laughs) So the thing that gets me though, is like, I wish I told you all this last night. I know they made the Annabelle doll creepy because she's supposed to be possessed, but in the real, the real Annabelle is a raggedy Ann doll. And I really, and this is for the people who are listening that don't know this, um, I wish they would have made her a Raggedy Ann doll just because I think that would have been creepier <laughs> in a way because you see this happy go lucky and get us a Raggedy Ann doll but it's like evil incarnate. Yeah, <laughs>
1: but you know exactly why they didn't do that though. You know, well, uh, they'd because, have to pay for... they would rights. have to pay for the rights then they would have, uh, uh, like if they made any of the figures or some shit then they would get a cut of it so of course it's easier for them to make a whole new... Thing than fucking do a raggedy ann doll. Speaking but raggedy ann, I mean, you they made
0: a cameo in this movie though.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, Ugh. in the dating game yeah. scene. So,
3: in the dating game scene, really? Yeah, you.
2: Yeah, you, they gave the little. Uh, they gave the little the girl person a, that one got a raggedy ann. Oh, right, Yeah. So yeah, the little girl got it. I
3: wonder how many people actually, after these movies and everything came out, have bought an Annabelle doll like,
1: bought a legit Annabelle doll. Do they even sell them? I don't know. Probably. Uh, probably some. they <laughs> make them? Let, let me look to see if they end up actually having some. Probably. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely moments like, uh, I thought the whole like, doing the board game thing, that at the end, how like, the four arms and legs and shit came out, or like four, four arms Oh, they do sell of- one.
3: They, they, I'm sure legs. they do, man. That's-
0: well, Entertainment Earth and an 8-inch Version and then there's a life size version, <laughs> Nightmare Toys, for five Nika.
1: For, or Nika or whatever. For, for that how one? much? That
0: shit. 500 f- bucks. What? I see. Yeah. Almost
3: I see yeah. the Echo. It's a
0: sculpted one though, but it's officially licensed by the movie and it's a one to one scale of the actual
2: doll. Produ- so it's a replica. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm yeah no <laughs> i don't need that in my house
1: anytime whatever they do the rap, and it
0: comes in the beautiful it comes in the uh beautiful collector's window box <laughs> Dude, <laughs> they have um, statue, too. what the <laughs> fuck? Says, I'm
3: gonna get it for Korea probably could you imagine if you walked into somebody's house, though, <laughs> and then sitting out, I'd be like, Nope, nope, I'm yeah. late. <laughs> nope,
1: sorry, I'm out. <laughs>
2: instead, of, instead of Elf on the shelf, yeah. it's going to be Annabelle comes home. Yeah. Oh, no. And you're going to mess with your kids I'm, by moving Annabelle around every night.
1: Uh, no, sorry. Let's... Dude, I should mention this shit just because it feels like it correlates, right? A couple of years ago when I like because I work at Goodwill so like uh, we get a lot of donated shit all the time one time <gasps> no uh, one time somebody donated these massively old like, creepy statues that were all, like, sitting on stools and shit, and we were all like, nope. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> because we sold them anyway. Like, everybody ended up buying them, but we. And when you look at them, they looked kind of like the Annabelle dolls and shit, and I was like, I was like, fucking hell no. I was like, hurry up, people. Buy this shit so I don't have to look at it no more. <laughs> it, was like, it was, like, super creepy. Like, talking about, like, how we were talking about dolls being creepy and shit. How certain people don't find them creepy. But, like, I just remember that thing. There was, like, eight or ten of them. And they were, like, humongous. But they were all super creepy. They were, like, probably made in, like, the 50s or the 60s. So they were super old. The eyes were all fucked up and stuff like that. But, like, everybody that was around, like, in the store kept on being like, nope, and just kept going. <laughs> but, <laughs> all tenable, but I can tell you why they the
0: Raggedy Ann doll because it doesn't look as creepy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I think if they did it right, they could have made it creepy. That's the thing. I think if they had... Well, they I mean, done it right.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, they could have. I mean, they were doing because and wasn't uh Child's Play wasn't it based on the real doll too or whatever? Like it was an actual doll that they sold in the stores at the time.
2: Not the good guy doll, no.
1: Oh, I thought that they made a version of that one to go. With, like, oh well, not until whatever. after. I guess there was a rumor or some shit not
3: until after the movie, and then it sold a shit oh. ton. Yeah, I don't think. But that they, was, I think. Yeah,
2: I think they could have made it creepy, especially if you see it moving around. And I mean, you could have done something to mess with the facial features to show. I think you could have done something to make it creepy. Just to me, the fact that it's the actual rag because Jeremy just shared a picture of it. If you all want to look real quick, if you well, you guys yeah. can't because you're on phones. I'm on my computer, so I can see it. But oh, they did warning positively: <laughs> do not touch. Yeah,
3: that wouldn't. <laughs> It that have the same effect. I don't up. think. Yeah, I don't think it would either. It was.
2: A good writer would have made it creepy, and a good screenwriter, a good uh, director. I don't know. Is man. that
1: actually supposed? Is that actually supposed to be the one that was haunted? It's
3: that is the one. Yeah. That's oh, the real
1: my one. God. How the fuck? <laughs> Who would end up having that huge of a fucking doll? What the hell are they doing? We're all. Well, I don't know. Is that even a doll? I mean, like, it seems like more of a stuffed animal than a doll.
2: Well, she's a plush doll. That's how the raggedy a
1: doll looks, dude. That's a, that's yeah, that's how know, Yeah, I was just saying, like, I didn't know if, like, it was, uh, I don't know. Knowing that it wasn't, like, made out of ceramic or shit or something. That's the only reason why I say that. Most dolls that so I know of are. Where like, is it and... now? Because the Warrens are both um, probably away, still in the they...
3: Warrens place, maybe?
2: Both the Warrens have passed away, but um, I think they've uh, there's a it's in another place, like another museum or something like that. Hmm. But I can't remember where it was where they put the real the real one, because the Warrens had it in their home where it became a museum piece, and after that,
0: after that, whatever, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to look to see. Where it might be now, but it's in the Warren's occult museum in Monroe, Connecticut, according to Wikipedia. So it's still they have a museum. So it's still now. there.
2: Yeah, yeah. That, but I thought they moved it because uh, the Miss uh, Mrs. Warren, the, she died right before this movie came out. A few months before the release of the movie, her husband had died like years ago.
1: Mm. Well, I mean, is the Judy chick actually like the kid, though? Like, or is she? Like, did they? Yeah.
2: I think Judy is real. Because she's, uh, because they I show
1: think they, if they're trying to be kind of more realistic anyway, you would think that they would actually put their actual kid in the movie or something, but whatever.
2: Let's see. Judy Spira details life growing up as a Warren. That's on Den of Geek. And
0: Yeah, corner it, it's just closed because when uh, War- uh, Lorraine passed away, but they haven't figured out what to do with it yet. So it's probably still in the same place. Everything else. yeah. I doubt people want to fuck yeah. with it, honestly. I mean, at this point, they uh, probably don't want to do anything.
3: I don't know. You'll get some
0: it. stupid people to do it. Oh, you um, will at some point. But yeah, I guess, you know, it had been. You'll get more. It, <laughs> it had been closed in 2018 due to zoning issues, and then she died. So, um, but again, it's probably because. What do you classify it as? And
2: yeah, she's she apparently still keeps it under lock and key, according to this uh, distractify article. Um, Judy Sparrow and Tony. She's married, obviously, to. A, Ed and Lorraine Warren's investigations into the paranormal inspired the 1.9 billion Conjuring cinematic universe, the second highest-cursing horror franchise ever. And their daughter has taken the spotlight in recent installments, played by McKenna Grace in 2019's Anna, *Annabelle C- Comes Home*. For example, here's and then there's here's what to know about Judy Sparrow, uh need Judy Warren, and her interac- interactions with the real-life Annabelle doll. I'm not going to read the article here, obviously, but um, let's see. The real-life Annabelle is a Raggedy Ann doll. A student nurse received it as a gift in 1968, then brought it into the home. She shared it with a roommate almost immediately. The roommate noticed strange occurrences with the doll, and they were introduced to a medium who told them that the doll was inhabited by the spirit of a young girl named Annabelle Ness. Wait, I'm confused. States.
3: Did you say you weren't going to read the whole article and then started <laughs> reading the whole article? I'm not, <laughs> uh, <it was> so... <laughs> I'm not reading the whole article. <laughs> All right, so, so I think it's time now for the creepometer. <laughs> oh, hey, you actually did it. There this you time.
0: go.
1: Y'all liked <laughs> yeah, it last time, no. so I figured I'd do it. <laughs> <fun>. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, since you did that, I'll tell Josh to go first.
1: Uh, pro- I would say that this was more creepier than the, what was it, the none? So I would say probably a six. Because I think I said five for none, right? Yeah, we said four or five, I think. Me and Elaine and you when we
0: rated that one. It was right there in the middle, I know.
1: Yeah, because it wasn't like, it's still, unlike it gave me creeps, right? in certain spots, but like, it wasn't like, oh my god, but it was definitely creepier than The Nun was. Hmm.
0: Okay.
2: Well. Let's see. Since Annabelle has never escaped or acted <laughs> up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the movie was pure fiction. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I actually, I'm going to give this one like, I, uh, I don't want to give it a five because I think that's what I gave the last movie. Because it, it definitely was creepier, creepier, even though it didn't make me like jump or anything like that. I'm gonna give this one a seven on the creepometer meter for me because it was creepier than The Conjuring. It's just that a lot of horror movies don't really do anything for me anymore, as far as like spookiness.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would I would give it a five, just for the. It, I thought it was a great movie, all in all but was it creepy or, or scary to me? It, it just wasn't, it, it didn't, didn't happen for me. So. Now did you, now one question I have, did you watch it in the dark? Yes. That's okay. why I deliberately, Josh, y'all usually talk on stream and stuff like that. I do deli- like the past two times that we've watched it like that. I, I am easily distracted and I get taken out. Of, I like an immersive Like, movie experience. So, it was like, I. that's why I started watching it before you guys. I was completely in the dark. It was just me and Karina there, so.
1: Yeah, it was funny. We were talking about it at one point, too, talking about that. Because there was a scene, like, when Annabelle gets, like, uh, when she's looking under the bed. And then Annabelle just drops. And, like, you see Annabelle there. I, like, screamed, joking around. And like I got Jeremy and then a laugh and I was like, yeah, I don't think he would have enjoyed that if we were watching the movie and then all of a sudden I was just like, <laughs> ah! so, so, so
0: yeah. So from my perspective, since I'm the last one left, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I would have to say six and a half. And one thing I'm going to point out is I don't know if it was the reason why it hit me differently, but I was wearing my headphones the entire time, so all the sound came directly into my ears so i don't know if that was the reason why maybe it the eeriness factor hit me i could more see than that other movies have but like like i was talking about earlier with the music and the the way i was hearing that stuff very vividly and especially last night because I, I don't know if you remember me talking about it josh and uh joe but the music last night was very loud in my ears. And I don't know if it was, you know, even while you guys were talking, I kept having to turn it down, like, because it was, so I don't know if there was.
3: It might be the mix. It might be the mix on the, when it's through headphones, because yeah. uh, Well, that's one thing I really liked about this is that it wasn't, the music wasn't a distraction from the movie. Like Joe said, it was, it was more of it's. It was used tactfully in order to to push something on you.
0: Yeah, and I agree, and I think that's what added it to me was for me was that music <clears throat> part because it was, literally had me kind of. I mentioned it a few times, like my hair was standing up on my arms and stuff at times during this movie, which <laughs> that never happens for <clears throat> me. Um, so I I tend to believe it'd be interesting like if you guys watched it again ever and you wore it with headphones you know if you watched it with headphones on in the dark i
2: i did with it head- with headphones i had to keep turning it up because my my issue was the opposite yeah, that's interesting because
0: <laughs> it may, maybe it's my my sound settings on the xbox like i have the mix set a certain way that it's doing that but uh Anyways, I don't so know. Well, for me it was you're six, using uh,
3: totally different headphones too. So I mean, the the yeah. I mean, the, what I headphones are you using? Do the they have a built-in head. preamp? Do they have? Anyway, they,
0: uh, yeah, I have a Steel like, Series Arctis Seven, I think.
3: Is the brand the? But they're but, are they powered Bluetooth headphones? No, uh, they're wired. They just all right. They just plug directly in. Huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting.
2: I'm using. I'm using a wireless headphone through the – I have a, a cheap – not the cheaper version, but the lower-grade version of the headset Steven uses. I think he has the A10, and I have like an A6 mm. or something like that, wireless headphone. I mean, they're good headphones. I mean, I'm not like an audiophile, so I don't really care for over-the-top yeah. quality, you know?
3: Well, I mean, I, I could just imagine like getting some of those uh... – oh, who dropped off? Yeah josh that was weird i guess we couldn't hear him but uh i guess uh yeah like if we had some Bose headphones oh okay he's he's gonna rejoin but uh or the new apple
0: airpod maxes well i'm
3: talking about the ones that are noise canceling to where that's all you hear because i i have a trouble with that too when i'm when i'm watching movies like in theaters, that's why I always loved going to theaters and the very last showing on a Tuesday or Wednesday when no one was in there, because th- that's all distraction for me. Like, mm-hmm. it, with headphones, it would be really good, but then it just takes yeah. the experience away from like when me and Karina watch something or, you know what I mean? It's like...
0: Yeah, um, and that's why I was saying that that might have been why the creepiness factor was higher for Yeah, me I, for can, I can see that. Yeah. Um,
3: but. All right. But, you know, I've done down. it.
0: And like I said, the music and stuff. But, anyways, yeah, I think from that perspective, um, that's our typical run through. Um, the next one we'll be doing, like I said at the very beginning of this podcast, will be the Curse of La La Rona. Yeah. I that's, think that's oh, you that's say the, next the next one. That. Yeah. That's oh, the next sweet. one. sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So that one looks good based on it's the trailer. Also, yeah. It looks it's, good. Yeah, it's also it's also on HBO Max, so we have that going for us then, too.
2: The interesting thing about that one, yeah. the yeah, Warrens
3: not, aren't anything yeah. have anything to do with. But, although, is it in the, yeah, universe, in the same universe or is it? It's in the same universe. It's based a, it's a on total, a short story, or something, but it's a totally different,
0: yeah, thing. So, but that Elaine will be on that one she's wanted to see that one since it was in theaters so we will have a packed show for
3: everybody in two weeks
0: hmm.
3: so I'll, I'll have nice. I'll up. have Karina get on to translate in Portuguese <laughs> okay <laughs> well she can join yours because I think we have
0: the ability to have oh no she has five people I can add so yeah that she can join too I think anchor has a five-person yeah. limit, or something.
2: So yeah, so she can either talk on someone else's, or Elaine could talk on Jeremy's. Well, no, it's, it's five either way, in
0: oh to the host, I think. Oh, okay, so, but we can test that. Whatever, if Elaine talks on mine, or what. we'll figure it out. You know, we'll we'll make it work. But uh. Just so you guys know, the Rotten Tomato score for Curse of Lala. Yeah, La La so, is 29. Okay, so, it's be, and so and uh, how, how much was it for eh, this one? 64 or oh, okay. something
1: like that.
2: I don't trust. I don't trust well, Rotten
1: Tomatoes. I don't get the the critics just, uh, and shit, and sometimes critics are dumb. Yeah, because a lot of the, especially yeah, with especially horror films. films. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because a lot of them don't like them.
0: But yeah, so for all of us at the heart of geek, we got I'm Jeremy and then Josh, Aaron and Joe. Uh, this is Scream Creep, and we'll see. That... you. What are you gonna say?
1: It sounded like Somebody Joe was, was gonna something. say something, I but
2: <laughs> no, was a sorry. Oh.
0: Well, for all of us at the heart of geek, like I said, we'll we'll see you in a couple of weeks. We hope you enjoy this podcast and we'll see you next time. Bye.
2: All
3: right. Bye. (laughs) Bye.